know I'm not going to sing the theme song for the cold open? <laughs> Please? No! Do you even know the theme song? I mean, I. Th what's weird is I'm hearing it in my head now, which really shows, like, the power of marketing to children, even though I have not seen this movie. <laughs> Do you see, like, uh, red rubber balls falling down in your head? What? No. That was the opening for the, the, the show. Oh, no, I thought you meant, like, the main song of the movie. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewatch our childhood movies and we reconsider them. I'm your host, Mia Gravidor. Joined with me is my lovely co-host and fiance, Harrison Fagan. And this episode, we are going to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes, uh, which is a 2003 American teen comedy film released by Walt Disney Pictures on May 2nd, 2003 that I definitely know a lot about. <laughs> so have you ever, you've never seen this movie, right? I have not, no. Do you remember it coming out? Yes, because I remember like watching Disney Channel at the time and there being like ads all over the place for it. That was not one of the shows, believe it or not, that drew me in uh, on Disney Channel. But, uh, you know, I, 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 like, I, I'm aware of the broad premise of it. Like, I know the film serves as the finale of the Disney Channel television series of the same name and was the first theatrical film, film based on a Disney Channel movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it took place after the second oh. and final season of Lizzie McGuire. Uh-huh. Anything else? Uh, at its release, the film peaked at number two at the domestic box office behind X2, X-Men United. Wow. Um, you know a lot about this movie for not seeing it. Yeah. It's like you No, have it's this... just all off the top. I just have a really good memory. <laughs> um, so I actually grew up with no cable, so I didn't have Disney Channel. And the only way I could watch the Lizzie McGuire TV show was on Saturday mornings on Channel 7 because they would put on the Disney Channel shows for the poor kids that uh, only got to watch on Saturdays. So that's where I got my Lizzie McGuire fix. I don't remember if I saw this in theaters. I don't think I did. I might have like t got it from Blockbuster, rented it from Blockbuster and watched it. But I remember she goes to Rome. It's a uh, travel kind of movie. She goes to Rome and she um, I, becomes a pop star somehow. I don't know. That's all I kind of remember. Yeah, I'm, now that you say that specific part, isn't there like, there's a pop star that looks like her and she yeah. kind of like accidentally doppelgangers with her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much the whole premise. Do I think it's going to hold up? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I specifically remember Hilary Duff not being the greatest actress. All right, well, great. Really excited that you picked this one then. Really excited to use two hours of our quarantine time <laughs> where tempers are definitely not running high already to uh, watch a movie that you know is bad and you know I won't like. Um, but I guess we're going to do it anyway. we That's what we do for the fans, babe. No, I know. And it's like, it's like Lizzie McGuire always says, the only risk is taking in taking an adventure is not taking it at all. Exactly. Yeah. A quarantine queen. Yes. So I guess <laughs> let's go watch this thing. Okay. All right. And we're back. We just watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. And before we get into the nitty gritty, Harrison is going to give us our 60 second summary in which he summarizes the movie in 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. Oh, I should start? Oh my god. We do this every time. Yeah, well, you never give me like a verbal cue. 
So is that your verbal? You just nodded. Okay. All right. Uh, so this movie starts out with uh, Lizzie McGuire. It's like a dance montage as she's getting ready for, I guess, middle school graduation as her brother tries to film her. Not weird at all. Um, and then she goes to middle school graduation and finds out through some, like, zany hijinks, I guess, that, like, the person that was originally slated to speak is not going to speak. So she has to speak. She trips, falls down, knocks down every curtain, I guess, in the area. And apparently this is very embarrassing. And Good Morning America does a piece on it. Uh, she then immediately flies to Italy for a class trip for the middle school to get to know the principal and see the landmarks. Gets mistaken for an Italian pop star. Basically catfished by the Italian pop star's, like, boyfriend, kind of. And then it turns out it's all an evil plot, and, uh, like, he was just trying to humiliate the Lizzie McGuire's doppelganger, but they figure it out in time, humiliate him, do a, an empowering duet together, and then uh, she becomes a star and meets the love of her life, Gordo. Yeah, you got it. All right. You didn't add in any weird details, and I think that was great. Yeah, well, I realized quickly that I was running out of time um early on when i gave like the you know like detailed summary like the first like probably 10 minutes of the movie and then i was like oh i gotta breathe i gotta breathe through the rest of this uh you may not know this but when i do my 60 second summary i never look at the time yeah i know (laughs) i've noticed because you've only like once i think come in under (laughs) all right so what did you think of this movie i did not enjoy it i didn't either yeah this was not a good movie okay so why didn't you enjoy it because as someone who like probably had some nostalgia for it i'm more curious than you're and you know frankly you're more in the target audience for something like this i'm like more (laughs) curious about your answer um this is gonna get a lot of heat but um i i find lizzie mcguire kind of annoying she's kind of just like this ditzy blonde that's trying to get through life i understand we're all trying to get through life but she just makes really stupid decisions She's clumsy. She's clumsier than anyone in, like, real life, I think, to show her relatability. But, like, God, her line delivery is so whiny, and it's it's bad. Yeah, I I mean, that was honestly, like, not I – don't, I don't really feel like that was the part that didn't get me into it. Like, I just didn't think the writing was good. Oh, and no, I know that obviously, good. like, a kid's movie, you know, like, there's going to be some dumb jokes because it's aimed, like – I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to dumb things down for children, but that's very much been, like, the approach to movies. And, like, they just do, like, dumb, zany things just to get a laugh, I guess. Yeah, oh, my and, God. And then the camera angles and the edits in this is – terrible yeah this, this director really bad <laughs> this director 1000 percent thought that like more directing was better directing oh. and like some of the dance scenes like i was getting vertigo me too because they were just flashing from angle to angle 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 yeah, for no reason like bouncing around the room like they're shooting some kind of fight scene with nightcrawler and it's like no they're literally doing like a two-step on stage yeah um what did you think about the when they cut to her little like uh animated character you know honestly like i thought that it was kind of like an endearing way to do like the inner voice of a child like because a lot of time kids like they get this was actually one of the things so like if we're gonna let's get into some of the movie strengths so like this is one of the things that i felt like to me was something that kind of worked because it's like we all know that like we all know that feeling when we were like 13 or 14 or however old she's supposed to be in this movie there's no way she's 15 and graduating eighth grade unless she got held back probably yeah i don't think so i mean in real life she was probably significantly older but in eighth grade you'd be like 13 ish 
Um, and so, like, we, we all know when we're, like, 13, and a lot of times we're, like, mortified on the inside, but are not showing it on the outside. Yeah. And so, like, I thought the inner voice was kind of a creative and clever way yeah, I mean, to that's play like, up, like, oh, like, she's not doing anything, but, in like, her mind. in her mind, like, this like this person's actually freaking out. Yeah, and I think that's, that's kind of, like, uh, the strength of the show as well, too, that she has this kind of, like, side character, and it's her actual real mind and kind of talks about what she's feeling in that moment. And you can relate to that, you know, as a teenager. But, um... Yeah, her as a character was not. What what else did you like about this movie? Was there anything else other than that? Um, I like the, the costumes and outfits. I know it's very of the time, but I think it really works. And I think it shows that she's a fashionable little young lady. And I actually really liked her outfits. I actually thought the outside scenes were fairly well shot. It was whenever they went into a building that they ran into problems. Like, I don't know if they just, the sets were too small or what. Like, I feel like they had like one day in Rome. They're like, get everything done now and everything else is going to be at a stage. But like the outdoor shots, of, and like it's Rome, so Rome's beautiful. But yeah. like the outdoor shots of Rome were like, I thought really good. And like, it, you know, I could see how for kids, like that's exciting to get to see one of their favorite characters get to go overseas and yeah. whatever. Um, uh, the songs were great. Uh, the two songs that she sings. That that second song was so auto-tuned that I was offended for her. Yeah, that but they put you her told in a position me to do that. You told me you, before we got on that you still have the song stuck. Oh, in your I head. absolutely still have it stuck in my head. Yeah, like that it's, is. it's an they're both earwigs. Yeah, um, but earworms. Is that it? Did you say earwigs? Yeah. What's an ear? Is an earwig like a bug? No, an earworm is a, like a song that gets stuck in your head. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an earworm, <laughs> if that's the term. Oh, my God. Learn new words today on the Lizzie McGuire Rewind and Reconsider podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the the songs were good. I was like, like it was very auto-tuned. Like, really, really auto-tuned. Yeah, but like, to it's the point still where a good song. It was just weird to me that, like, if she had to be auto-tuned that much, why are they making one of the cruxes of the movie that she sings? Okay, so, fun fact, uh, the Isabella character, when she sings, it's, it's actually... also played by Hilary Duff? No, it's oh. actually dubbed by her sister, Haley Duff, who's also a singer. What? Yeah. Why would they not just have her sister play that part? Because they don't look the same. Don't they look enough alike? I mean, they For want... it to be like, oh, like, I saw you and you look like Isabella. No. Like, also, it... fun fact, uh, that's actually not Hilary Duff's twin. She is not a twin. No, that... I knew I knew that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for explaining <laughs> parent trap technology to me. Um, uh, yeah. Um, this movie was, it, I think it's, it's like, long. It's long. It's a lot longer than it needed to be. We paused and we're like, okay, let's get some stuff done. How much do we have left? Oh, another another half hour. What can they possibly do? Oh, yeah, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and I also felt like I felt like number one, the heel turn from the guy that she was interested in was very out of left field. Like he seemed pretty genuine for most of the movie, and it just kind of felt unearned. Like it hadn't been set up. Like I feel like there should have been other scenes in the movie where, and maybe I just missed this because I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I felt like there should have been other scenes in the movie where he was, like, kind of setting up that he was setting her up to fail or something. But he seemed, like, pretty genuine for most yeah. of the movie. And then, like, even the bodyguard was, like, because uh, the character, his name is Paolo, and he is an Italian pop star, and he has a bodyguard. I forgot the name of the bodyguard. Um, But, like, even the bodyguard wasn't in it. 
So it's like, was he only acting alone? I don't get where this whole idea to sabotage his Yeah, partner. because the bodyguard stood up to him. Yeah. And he, yeah, thought, just, he quit. I don't know. It, the plot felt really convoluted. It was flimsy, too. Yeah. Like, you could definitely... It was a Swiss cheese kind of plot, because, you know... Yeah, I mean, there holes. were moments, like... Like, there was just stuff where it's, like, it's just dumb. Like, it's, like, I don't care if it's for kids. It's just dumb. And any kid would see that, too, like, I feel like. And, like, there was one thing, like, where the principal got really mad at... Like, she was constantly getting mad at, uh, at Gordo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, her the male friend. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire's, like, male friend slash, like... It, right at the end, love interest, but before that, was not interested in him in, a, in him at all. Yeah, before she, she learned definitely... that she, he, she like saved her from being in trouble. Yeah. But the way that he saves her from being in trouble is so stupid. Like the principal is upset; she's about to head upstairs. Gordo's trying to stop her because he knows that if she walks, if she goes upstairs, that she's going to see that Lizzie McGuire is not in her room. Wait, and wait! It was in the morning out. too. Yeah, so, it was like, in the morning. Did she sneak out, or did she spend the night with Papa? No, she snuck out. They show her leaving in a coffee cart. She like waves at Gordo as she's leaving. She's like underneath a coffee cart. Oh, I definitely thought she like. They had a little fun. No, Italian they didn't. No, come on. It's, I that's what I it's thought. It's a movie for kids. No, she like she she sneaks out again. I didn't see that part. And uh, and like very clearly waves at him. And uh, and then the principal's getting set to go upstairs. And Gordo tries to stop her. And then his excuse is like, actually, it's been me that's sneaking out. And it's like, wait, what? Like, how does that? And then she's just like, oh, it's been you. Then pack your bags and go home. Like, what? You've seen him at the last two days. You interacted with him. What do you mean he's been sneaking out? And how does this solve the problem of not going to go check on her? It just made no sense. She's like, go home. Uh, you can find your way home. Here's the yeah, ticket. Yeah, just like it was a very different time in uh, the two in the like 2000s, I guess. Where no, it was 2003. So it was after 9-11. So like the, the oh security should have been more. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they had great security for the Russian pop stars. I guess so. Um, another note is that everyone has a terrible Italian accent. Really? I didn't think they were that bad. I mean, Hillary Duff's was really bad, but... <laughs> I just feel like... And then, like... Uh, Hers was almost like she was trying to do an offensive Italian impression. Yeah, definitely. But, like, I just didn't get the part where everyone thought she was Isabella, and then they all spoke English to her, and then she was Yeah, apparently, to... like, everyone except for the bellhop at the hotel, who's the one person who it would make sense for to speak English, speaks English in Italy. Except for that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, who was apparently a commander in the Italian Navy. That's just a throwaway line at one point in this movie. Yeah, just and then the, he bans someone from the country. Yes, he bans her her little brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the whole part where, like, her parents, like, come over to Rome in, like, a frenzy. Like, I, what? I don't even know what happened. How did they even get there? I think they were concerned that she was, like, they were just worried about her. And so they decided to fly out there. And, like, her brother made them more worried. So that knowing that they would bring her out there because he wanted to sell her embarrassing movies to the Italian paparazzi after he saw that she was a star over there now. I mean, to give him credit. So if- no, I don't want to give this stupid kid credit. Like I've literally- I think it's a good plan. I took no, it's not. I took <laughs> I took five. I took four notes on this scene, and the second one is I hate this child, and it was about him because like he starts off the movie trying to take video of his sister getting ready for school, which is like that's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> and like like that's not zany, and that's definitely not something that would go make it into a twenty twenty movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, that, that two yeah. thousand three was a different time. You could <laughs> Yeah. Um and like he just 
like he does that and then he's keeping all these weird videos of his sister that he carries around in a weird briefcase yeah like and then he wants to take videos of his sister and sell them to the italian paparazzi i mean like you gotta respect the this hustle. kid's definitely gonna end up on some kind of List. list or registry at some point <laughs> later we're not talking life. wedding registry yeah <laughs> that there is something wrong with that kid like it did not come off funny to me it just came off like weird like this kid should be in therapy or something i don't know i thought it was a good idea to get money so you know well so you're a sociopath too <laughs> um it's it's weird to me and it's very unrealistic to have a middle school graduation and go to Rome. Like, I mean, that's like one of those things where, like, sure, that happens on TV. All right, that's, that's fine. yeah. But still, like, I remember my middle school graduation. I think we went to the beach. That was it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like that was my that was my elementary school graduation. I remember. But to go all the way, actually, no, I I take that back. I know in eighth grade I went on a Washington D.C. trip. I mean, yeah, a lot of people do that. But going to Italy during yeah, the Italy. summer with the principal is, I mean, that's strange, but that didn't really bother me too much because that's like, okay, we're coming up with TV writer's logic to, like, get all these characters to a foreign country yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that didn't seem very realistic to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't, but that that part specifically didn't bother me. So, obviously it's not good, but if you compare this movie to The Princess Diaries, the ones that we just saw, do you think that they took a better approach on writing kind of like this like movie for younger teens? Because I feel like they're if you compare the two, they're kind of the same. It's like two girls, they're thrown into a situation they're just not prepared for. Hijinks are are Okay, ensued. number one, Anne Hathaway is a much better actress. That's I think what that I'm is, saying. That has been borne out by history But since I feel then. like <laughs> Princess Diaries took a better approach in keeping it realistic. I mean, as realistic as you can. It was and, as realistic as it could be within the premise. Yeah, and everyone was likable. No one is likable in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really didn't. I, I thought Gordo was likable, to be honest. He like, was he, a doormat. He, he got, was, but he seemed like like he was a nice guy that wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, like, because he wanted his like and bail out his friend. Yeah, because he had a crush on her. I mean, I mean, I'm, still, we've all been there. No, I mean, we've all done things like for you know people that we had a crush on or whatever. You okay, know, whatever. But I'm saying that I feel like I'm saying it, to me as a former middle school guy that was relatable. But I'm saying that. Okay, fine, whatever. But I'm saying that Princess Diaries is a more superior movie, and I think... Oh, yeah, easily. Like, way better. And then this is I mean, that movie also probably had, like, a way bigger budget than this one did. What do you mean? This one probably had a bigger budget. They had to go film in Rome. Yeah, but that one had, like, Judy Dench. Oh, wait, no, the other one. Uh, Mary Poppins. I'm blanking on her name. Julie Andrews. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, this one had... The lady from The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Hey, you know, honestly, if we're looking for positives, I am blanking on her name right now, um, but she was really good. I thought that, like, like I enjoyed... The principal? Yeah. I, enjoyed I thought you said you didn't like her. No, I enjoyed her delivery that, like, she at least realized... She seemed to realize and act like, this movie is stupid as hell, but I'm just going to act really angry and do weird stuff and just, like... <laughs> get all the way into it and like she just chewed scenery and tried to get into every single thing like deliver every line as legitimately for the stupid poorly written character as she possibly could she was a professional she at one point had the weirdest fight scene i have ever seen in a movie <laughs> when they're trying to get into the concert with her parents and she just moves back i believe they pipe in a tiger sound effect and then she runs forward and 
throat punches these two security guards. And then they all just go through. And then everybody all just goes through. And then they're in the front row. Apparently it's just chill that like, like nothing happens to her that she beat up a security guard. Yeah. And now she has won an Emmy. So. Really moved up in the world. She really did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so wrapping things up, this was just not a good movie. I think a lot of people like it because of the nostalgia, but like even I have nostalgia and I can, I recognize that this movie was not good. Yeah, it was just constantly her just shrieking lines. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like Paolo coming in and batting his eyes at her and she being like, oh, all right, I'll go do whatever. Yeah. All. Like the, the whole dilemma no was the same. No contracts were signed. The whole dilemma the whole time during the movie was like, I don't want to get in trouble. He's like, oh, but come with me. It's not a big deal. She's like, okay. And then that's every scene. Yeah. She's where like, Gordo. She, she goes back and then he's like, okay, well, come with me again. She's like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. And he's like, okay, but come with. And she's like, oh, all right, good point. And that's that's every single exchange for like the entire like five movie. of them, yeah, like yeah. throughout the movie, however many days they're there. I don't know. And also like the her frenemy character was just weird and Kate. Yeah, yeah, didn't really like her. There was the random like pretty boy guy that Ethan. Yeah, I mean they must have been TV show characters that like were more established than they were. Yeah, somebody was supposed to just get like. Yeah. But I just felt like to me, as someone who had not watched the TV show, they felt very random, and just yeah. like kind of in there. Also, the thing that's missing is that she doesn't have her her best friend Miranda. Miranda's not in this. She's apparently studying in Mexico. Apparently, the actor or actress had scheduling conflicts or she couldn't come. But I think Thank that's... you for not saying what you originally thought <laughs> had happened there and do not say it now. Okay. Um, I think the strength of the show is really, you know, a friend the friendship between the two girls. And without that, it's just Lizzie McGuire going off and like basically doing her own thing because of a guy. And I just don't think that's not what the show was about. Like I feel like female friendship portrayed in movies are very important. and also just the whole thing between her and gordo felt like so rushed at the end yeah where it was she's just like 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 he does all this stuff for her the whole time and then it's like because he's going home she's like oh i love him now i'm gonna give him a kiss thanks okay let's go back to the party and he's yeah. like okay. <laughs> actually i think he suggests going back to the party so do they break up right afterwards was he not into it probably that's i think that's what we just found out i think that's why we need a sequel yeah <laughs> uh no we definitely don't <laughs> did you know that this movie was actually supposed to have a sequel oh really yeah i looked this up apparently like uh they, they were planning on having a sequel at some point i guess i don't think they were going to go back to the tv show but uh there were creative differences with them and hillary duff i guess which um kind of you know predicted creative differences like however many years what are we like almost 20 years later now and create now they're having creative differences on the lizzie mcguire reboot tv show thing yeah well shame. shame yeah shame so anyways so uh, i just i okay i cannot imagine watching this movie and being like oh i can't wait for a tv show about that like 20 years later <laughs> i'm sorry i know that i'm not the target audience and i fully accept that so like for any listeners who were big lizzie mcguire fans that i've offended i will fully admit i probably just don't get it but yeah this was not this was a big thumbs down for me dog <laughs> all right so uh what do you have planned for our next episode okay so we are going to watch one of my childhood favorites terminator 2 
Not Terminator 1? You don't really need to watch Terminator 1. Terminator 2 is really the only good Terminator movie. And I love the Terminator mythology, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, super underappreciated TV show about an alternate history after Terminator 2. But um, Terminator 2 is like the main film that you actually need to watch, sadly. Okay. I actually haven't seen the newest one yet. So maybe we'll watch that one next. I don't know. All right. Can't wait to be mansplained about the Terminator uh, mythology. All right, babe. Where can they find us? They can find us at Rewind and Reconsider on Twitter. The last E in, Re in Reconsider is gone because it just like at character space limits. So it's in my bio. I'm at HM Fagan on Twitter. Uh -huh. uh, Mia is at Mia Agraviador, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. So please leave us a review. That helps us out. This podcast is a labor of love, mostly mine. Um, so that would really help us out if you could do it. All right. And, uh, stay safe, everyone. Stay at home. Um, wash your hands and, and wash your body. Stay inside. Stay inside. Just stay inside. <laughs> <laughs>